at your service maid cafe and Dimension X Comics presents BGM Fight Club Survivor Series People of the world welcome once again to the BGM Fight Club I come to you live well not from a studio audience but from my apartment um, it is the 21st of November it is my birthday yes it's my birthday today. I am officially 34 years old. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty crazy year, but it hasn't been the worst year. But, you know, hey, could be worse. I mean, things are things are definitely changing. Um, bit of a top of the show, um, uh, things to take care of, first and foremost. Um, I, you know, I'm getting this, this video, this show will actually be out kind of late um i had some things i had to take care of while recording this i had to do editing um i do um i got some help from some sources um i think all those at the end of the show um outside of that i just wanted to say thank you to everyone that's been listening to the show i really appreciate it you know so we'll get right into it so to say um oh also i think this might be the season finale i haven't decided yet uh if not then the next episode will be in two weeks. If so, uh, the next episode might not be till maybe midway through December or the beginning of next year. I will make an announcement on that in the next upcoming weeks on both the Discord and the um, Facebook page. With that being said, so today's episode, I'm calling it a pay-per-view. Here's why. So, whole concept of this show, I kind of run it like, you know, the wrestling shows, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling where you know i have a series of you know shows and then we have one big show this is the big show so i've been building up to this for a while and i gotta say thank you to all the participants for making this happen and a very special individual who also helped me out with this uh i was working up towards this idea of a triple threat match okay and i'm very excited that i was actually able to pull this off i especially am very excited at the fact that um the tracks that all the individuals have chosen. So with that being said, we're just gonna kick it down to ringside to our special commentators, uh, Commissioner The Last Recon, AKA myself, and my commentating buddy, Chip Skylark. So we're gonna take it away to those guys. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the BGM Fight Club. I am your commissioner, The Last Recon, and with us today is a very special, com special guest commentator, Ryu Hayabusa. Hello there. How are you doing, Daryl? I'm doing great. Mr. Hayabusa, I have to wonder, I, I, what happened to my commentating buddy, um, Hylark? I think he went to go order a ninja pizza with a side hmm. of death or something, Th maybe. So that's not him lying unconscious next to the commentator's table? Uh, let's just say he had a little too much pizza. Works for me, as long as I ain't got pay hazard pay, you know, because we're not exactly by FTC standards, but, you know, just... Hey, we have our first contestant coming. Heading down to the ring, he is part of the Rhythm and Pixels broadcast. He is the rhythm in Rhythm and Pixels. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Wilmington, Delaware, Rob Effin Nichols. Heading down to the ring, it looks like it's Rob Effin Nichols. You know what? You know, Hayabusa, I gotta say, 
I was a little shocked at the match between him and Purnell. I mean, four to one. That was a barn burner for sure. You know, I think you should do a ninja episode and anybody who picks the Ninja Gaiden games will definitely win that one. You know, that, that is one I have to make sure I send it up to HR and get that jotted down. But yes, Mr. Nichols, like, you know, been in the podcast game for a long time, you know, so now he's sitting here, you know, sharpening his claws, hoping to snag that title, you know. So what are your thoughts? What Where do you think Rob stands on victory between Bedroth and the Messenger? Rob Nichols has experience. He's like one of those old school veteran guys. He knows sound chips inside and out. He knows game music inside and out. I think he's going to land all of his tracks off the top turnbuckle right in the breadbasket. Wow, you're so great at this, Mr. Hayabusa. It's it's a little shocking to know this is your first time doing commentary. I've uh, played a few wrestling video games in my day. Ah, okay. Well, here comes our next contestant. Hailing from Erie, Pennsylvania. He is the host of The Messenger Presents A VGM Journey. He is also a ninja as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the messenger of pain himself, Alex, the messenger, messenger. The messenger, or as we like to call him around here, the messenger of pain. Now, Alex, he's been, he just recently opened his own Discord, and congratulations to the soon-to-be bride and groom. That's right, he's tying the knot. Unbelievable. I know. And for a guy like the messenger, like that other ninja messenger guy, Total lame This messenger guy, super cool. I gotta say, though, seeing as in the messenger has always been very ninja-like, isn't it very dangerous in your line of work to be a ninja and married? As long as you keep it on the down low, I think it's okay. You know, Spider-Man never takes off his mask. Maybe uh, he'll have some sort of a secret identity going on there. So we probably shouldn't have mentioned he was getting married on live broadcast. But we're not mentioning who he's getting married to. Oh, that's right. Carly will be sorry about that. Oh, no. Hey, um, I guess I'll have to send them a bodyguard as a wedding gift. Okay. But anyway, the messenger, you know, he, he came in and beat me down like four to one. I mean, it was brutal. I mean, first day of the votes, all messenger. I, I gotta wonder, like, at which point, you know, did, at which point do you think the messenger just achieved this, you know, savagery? I have a theory. It's magic. The Messenger has been suggesting music for BGM podcasts for years and years and years. He's wooed the audience into his musical tastes. So when he chooses tracks, it's like voodoo magic. People just gravitate towards it. Hmm. So you have to wonder, what are his odds of beating both Mr. Nichols and Bedroth and claim the title for himself? You know, they both have that voodoo. Rob's been playing tracks for us for years and years. The Messenger's been playing tracks for us for years and years. Bedroth, you know, I don't know. He's a little, he's a newcomer, but he's got spunk. So it could go either way. I'm, I'm excited to see who wins this one. Oh, yeah. Messenger and Rob definitely look in their element, especially seeing it. And it's a weird thing, you know, both heavyweights of the VGM community. But now here we have. Now heading down the ramp. He hails from Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, your current reigning Defending BGM Fight Club Champion of the World, Ben Roth! Coming down.
coming down the ramp, the champion, the newcomer, the new guy to the scene, the VGM Fight Club champion himself, Bed Raw. I mean, this match with Utopia Nemo, you know, it, it was close. It was the first time we ever had a sudden death. That's true. And uh, both of those guys have great tastes. But I think when Bedroth won, it was kind of like the underdog coming through and, and taking that, that belt off the top, you know? So I don't know. We'll have to see what happens here. I mean, defeating the previous champion, Kung Fu Carlito, who went, mind you, two whole, you know, longest title reign ever. Two, you know, two title defenses. And, you know, he comes in out of nowhere just... First try and knocks Carlito off the mountain. Now here's he's here defending against two heavyweights of the VGM podcast community. I mean, you know, if, if I could quote the VGM Prime Minister Ed Wilson himself, you know, it's gonna be glorious. Agreed. So, and Kung Fu is the lesser martial art, so he never stood a chance to begin with. Hmm. Is that a challenge between you and Mr. Carlito? I mean, I know he's probably listening out there somewhere. Maybe it's a challenge for him to learn some ninjutsu. Ooh, yeah, that might have to be a match. Hayabusa versus Car Kung Fu Carlito. Mm. Well, you know, we'll run that up to the higher-ups as well. But, you know, so how do you think Bedroth's going to fare this? I mean, let's think about this. Bedroth, he got, you know, the wife and kids at home, you know, representing Texas, you know, just. And that's another story here. Each man represents a different part of the United States. You know, Utopia, I mean, nah, messenger from Erie, uh, <laughs> Messenger from Erie, Bedroth from Texas, and then you have. Oh. I believe Mr. Nichols hails from uh, the great state of Delaware. Thank you. Uh, you know, sometimes I stumble over my words. You know, I don't get paid enough for this. You know, <laughs> to the higher ups. You know. Have you noticed? Have you heard about these rumblings about some secret evil society trying to take over the Fight Club? You know, everywhere you go. Whenever somebody gathers power around them, somebody wants to take them down. So I'm not surprised that that's happening here today. Well, let's go over to the sale of tape. Okay, Messenger, a man of you know great class, the youngest competitor here in this match. But he's been holding it down for the VGM, a VGM journey for a long time. Mr. Nichols, you know, the technical artist, if you will. And then Bedroth, the newcomer, the new guy, but also... Not that, you know, he's not that long in the teeth ever. You know, if you had to make a guess between these three competitors, who would, if you were a betting man, who would your money be on, Mr. Hayabusa? If I was a betting man, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Mr. Rob Nichols is going to take it. Mm -hmm. Just based on his veteran status. So you hear that, people? Mr. Hayabusa's betting guess is Rob Nichols. Now we're going to throw it down to our, you know, our ring announcer and we'll go from there. Mr. Hayabusa, we'll see you after the match. Can't wait. All right, now that we have all the formalities out of the way, let's get down to business. So you're probably wondering how this match will work. It's very simple. In the normal rules of a WWE or AEW wrestling match, triple threats have no rules. There's no disqualification. There's no countouts. You know, only pinfall or submission will gain you victory. Granted, we do things a bit different here, but for this match, there are no rules. I gave each gentleman one particular rule. Bring your best tracks, your four best tracks. So, this is going to be, a, wait, was it four or, hold that thought, I, I gotta check real quick. Yes, there are four best tracks. So, this is going to be four rounds, so it'll be three tracks played each round. Now, 
Oddly enough, as usual, I usually flip my two-faced coin, or I roll a 20-sided die. Now, since there was three competitors, I messaged each competitor and asked them to pick a different color between purple, green, and red, which here's the weird thing. So I was able to get a hold of Rob first. Rob chose purple. Then I believe Bedroth chose green. I believe Messenger chose red, which was funny because none of them picked the other. And I was like, well, someone else picked that color. So they all picked a different color just off the top of their head. So it was crazy. So with that being said, Rob's dice was the highest one, followed by Messenger and then Bedroth. So I believe the order that I have it set up in is so the tracks will be played in this order bedroth's first messenger's second rob's will be last so oh by the way the entrance music the music you heard playing in the background during mines and hayabusa's commentary was entrance music chosen by each competitor rob chose let's go daytona from daytona usa messenger chose a mick gordon track of course cinder's theme from killer instinct for the xbox one and Bedroth chose tracks, chose a special leftover track that was supposed to be used for his show made by Skeletroy himself, um, which is an awesome track. So Bedroth is the only one here with his own custom entrance music, just, you know, just to go to show, you know, big boss energy from Bedroth and like, you know, hey, I got my own music. You guys don't. Ha ha ha. I mean, he is the champ. So that being said, Bedroth will be going first and his first track is his first track. Sorry, it took me a bit. I had to find all my show notes they were all over the place for some reason uh, it's from crypt of the necro dancer and the track is called disco descent here we go <laughs>
Okay, that was Disco Descent from the game Crypt of the Necrodancer, composed by Danny Baronowski. Um, I've never played this game. I know about it. Uh, the whole concept is basically you have to attack your enemies to the, you know, beat of the music. Uh, it's a lot of timing. I heard it's somewhat difficult. I Again, it's not particularly a game I would play. The track is pretty decent. Got some very um, electronic feel to it. Sort of like nightclub type music. I know Shoot and Bed, they both play a lot of different tracks on the show. And on their show, v, um, Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. If you guys haven't subscribed to them yet, you really should go check them out. I personally, because listening to their show, have bought two games that, you know, because of listening, actually three games listening to the show, um, Piano 3, uh, Magical Tetris Challenge, and was it Earthworm Gym 3D? Might have been, I think I heard about Earthworm Gym 3D from their show as well. If not, either way, they, they <laughs> this kind of shows how some of these VGM podcasts influence me, where I will listen to music on their show, and from tracks from games I've never even played or heard of. And based on that, I will then go and hunt down said game, especially if it sounds interesting to me. So, you know, uh, very decent track. So up next we have Messenger's first round track, which is... It's a track called Make This Right by a composer named The Toxic Avenger. Now, I'll be honest, when I first saw this, I thought he picked a track from the NES game The Toxic Avenger. But no, that is the name of the composer. The game this is from is a game called Fury, which I've never seen before or heard of. So we're going to play the track and then we'll get back with some more information. So here we go.
that was Make This Right from the game Fury. Uh, there's a lot of composers on the game. Um, Carpenter, Brut, Danger, The Toxic Avenger, Lorne, Wave Shaper, and Scattle. That particular track, though, I think was composed by the one known as The Toxic Avenger because that's the name that was on the song when I originally um, got a hold of it. So I'm looking here. Okay, so this game, Fury, was released... Okay, it was published by the indie studio The Game Baker. So it was released on Microsoft Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. Uh, from what I can guesstimate from the information out in front of me, Fury is a fast-paced action game with hack-and-slash, twin-stick shoot-em-up, and bullet-hell elements, consistently in consisting entirely of boss fights. Gameplay consists mostly of dodging bullets, parrying attacks, attacking the bosses by melee or shooting, and quick-time events. The game is set in enclosed world environments. Much of the game's story progresses through these interactions along with animated cutscenes occurring before and after a boss fight. So, again, this is a game I haven't played, but it does sound very interesting. So I'm going to look up gameplay footage for that after the fact. But, um, man, alright, so, it's a little weird. So, Messenger, alright, so Bedroth started out with, like, a techno track. And, honestly, when the Messenger's track first started playing... The beginning reminded me sort of like the beginning of the Scarface movie with the dun, dun, with the pants and then the beat kicks in and it just goes from there and that last part that heavy bass just I can only imagine listening that into my listening to that in my car with the volume way up and the speakers on blast like Jesus so we're moving on to Mr. Nichols first track for this round which would be is from the game Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge for the Nintendo. And it is the podium theme. So I will have more information for you guys after the track.
we're back. That was Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge, podium theme for the Nintendo Entertainment System. The composer is Neil Baldwin. Again, another game I have not played, but definitely much, much different from the previous two tracks. So where Bedroth and Messenger went for more of a current musical genre, or I mean, I guess as current as music you can get, Rob went old school on them so definitely an interesting track um i know the nintendo always like 8-bit sound is just always so in my opinion distinct and unique that's why a lot of indie developers nowadays mimic that because you know a lot of us grew up listening to that sound so you know just definitely a great track so we're going to move on to our second round now bear off next track Surprisingly enough, comes from a game that I wholeheartedly know and love to death. This is the end credits to Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And I believe this is reorchestrated. I'll have to look up the... I'll have the information when you guys get back. So just enjoy for right now. Round two.
You know, I know Bedroff has said it on his show a few times how some people seem to not like orchestral pieces or more like, I guess, I mean, I guess you could say orchestral, even though a lot of orchestral pieces are like used for cinematic things. I personally like that type of stuff. I like violins and big orchestral pieces that are cinematic in sense. Um, Link to the Past is a game that I recently, this summer, finally beat. Like, I played it before. Uh, story goes that when I was a much younger boy, I, well, much younger, the last region, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I grew up in, with a Sega Genesis in my household. We had friends who had a Super Nintendo. I had access to one for a little bit. And I got up to Turtle Rock Dungeon. And then I forget what happened, but I no longer had access to that Super Nintendo. So fast forward to when me and my brothers were like, I was a teenager at this point. We finally got a hold of a Super Nintendo. Nintendo, Mind you, this is during the time of the PS2 and, you know, things like that. Uh, we got a hold of a 64 and I remember playing Ocarina of Time and just never got around to getting back to playing Link to the Past. Then they re-released it for the Game Boy Advance. My brother David had it. And, you know, for some reason, I just was like, eh, I really don't want to play it. Then Super Nintendo Classic came out. I had it on there. I'm like, eh, I really don't want to play it. Then I bought it for the Wii U and my Nintendo, for my Nintendo D 3DS. And again, I still didn't play it. It wasn't till this past summer, because they had, at this point, already released the Super Nintendo Online for the Nintendo Switch. And I finally got around to playing it. And, you know, I was glad that I finally beat the game and got through it. But man, I gotta tell you, playing through it now, I'm looking, I was looking at it like, man, I don't remember any of this stuff. How did I figure all this out? And mind you, I didn't have a strategy guide. I think, if I remember correctly, when I was younger, I just went walking around to every place I could think to walk around till eventually I would bump into something. Or like, at this time, internet wasn't that big of a thing, but there was internet. So I would go like to the school library and I would like, write down walkthroughs and cheat codes and things like that so yeah like man just oh, what a great game so with that being said we're gonna move on to the messenger's second track which i believe is from the game rayman 3 oh well before i get to messenger's last track um i mean next track for his his pick for the second round track uh this was re this was done this arrangement or cover if you will was done by a group called Zelda Reorchestrated, okay? They have a um, website, um, they have a YouTube page. You can look it up, it's called Zelda Reorchestrated. Um, basically spelled that way. Uh, they also have, download the song, many more from our website, zreomusic.com. So if you guys get a chance, you know, check that out. Um, I, haven't looked, I haven't got a chance to look at their other tracks, but you know, they seem great, but moving on. Um, oh, and the composer, of course, as you all know, for A Link to the Past is Koji Kondo. Now, on to Messenger's next track, which is from Rayman 3, and this is the end credits theme, which I, this is hilarious. I don't know, again, I like this. There is no collusion. Nobody knows what each other picks for their tracks, but here we go, another end credits theme. This is from the game Rayman 3. Enjoy.
Alright, so other than Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends, I've never- Oh, and Rayman Raving Rabbits. I've never played any of the original Rayman games. Um, I, I, not for lack of- I mean, I never really tried. They never really spoke to me. And here's the weird thing. So, this is coming from a guy that grew up on platforms. Super Mario Brothers. You know, Super Mario Bros. 3, Super Mario World, Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, Kid Chameleon, Mega Man. Like, these are games I grew up on. And even though some people are like, well, Mega Man's not really a platformer, so I'm an action platformer, but they're still platforming. Point being, I've never tried any of the Rayman games. It just, it was one of them things. So, that being said, uh, the composer for Rayman, alright, so the full name of the game is called Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc. Okay, composer is, there's a couple of composers here, Plume, Fred Leonard, and Laurent Parisi. If I'm correct, I believe Rayman 3 is um, more from a French developer. I know it's made in, U it's, there, yeah, it's developed by Move, Ubi, no, developers are Ubi Pictures, and publishers are Ubisoft, so, yeah. Either way, I, I've never played any of the Rayman games, um, but definitely... Listening to it, it definitely does sound similar to the tracks I hear in, like, Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends. So, you know, uh, Rayman Origins, I played that a lot, actually, when my, right before my, well, right before my youngest son's first birthday, um, at the time, I we were living up in Buffalo, um, we were renting a room because our apartment wasn't ready yet. And my oldest son, he would get a little bit fussy sometimes. So what I would do is I would play the Rayman Origins because the music was like very fun and upbeat. And he used to love sitting there and watch me run through the levels and hear the music. So uh, definitely great games. So that being said, what is Mr. Nichols second round track? Well, that would be from a game that honestly I've never heard of before. It's from a game called The Hybrid Front. And the track is called The Anthem of Pedo Number One. I will have more information when we get back. Enjoy.
right, that was the pedo number one from Hybrid Front. Uh, I did some research. Alright, so the posers for this was Naofumi Hataya, Junko Shiratsu, Sachio Ogawa. This was a turn-based strategy video game released for the second Mega Drive. A uh, re-release of it was done for the Virtual Console on May 29, 2007. I have never, ever seen this game. Nor do I know what I just listened to. I'm looking at uh, a screenshot, and you know, it looks reminiscent to that of um, Advance Wars, honestly. But you know, again, it's a turn-based game, so. So Rob again coming with some old school stuff, stuff that honestly I've never heard of. Like I know Mr. Nichols, he's he has stated on his show a lot of times that he's not that big of a gamer. Like he's more like you know. If I had to put it this way, I think Rob would be more the uh, the artisan, if you will. Like he's a procurer of video game tracks, so to say, not of video games. Where his co-host Pernell is a procurer of video games. I mean, Pernell also likes tracks, but he's more of the gamer than Rob is, and Rob has mentioned that multiple times, but not to say that, you know, Rob can't, you know, throw down when he needs to, so that's our second round, so let's go on and move into our third round, which now Bedroth has chosen a track from, oddly enough, well, actually not oddly enough, Mega Man game, but this is a rearranged version for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Bedroth has chosen the Snake Man track that is included in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate when they included Mega Man. So, we'll go ahead and give that a listen. As you guys know, Bedroth and Shuka Power are both huge fans of the Mega Man games, how their first season ended with the Mega Man battle between the two of them. So, here we go. Snake Man for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from Mega Man. Enjoy.
that was the six Snake Man Space Uh, the composer, oh, free range actually. The composer is Hideki Sakamoto. He has done a couple of other compositions for the game. Um, main theme, underworld theme for The Legend of Zelda, The Great Cave Offensive, Lifelike, main theme Pikmin, Fire Emblem theme, Heroic, End, Heroic Origins, Snake Man Stage, Starker slash Wicked Child, Galeem slash Darkon, main theme Piano Solo, and Versus Klungo. I don't know about you guys, but that was an awesome track. Um, I actually have currently all the Mega Man games. I bought this bundle that was on sale on the Xbox One, and I keep telling myself that eventually I'm going to start streaming me playing through all the Mega Man games and beating them from 1 to 11 and then beating all the X games. That being said, I really need to get back into finishing my stream of Daryl vs. The World, which is basically me playing through Monster Hunter World and beating all the monsters on the hard rank while also working my way through Iceborne and the master rank versions of the monsters. Basically what I'm doing is I beat them on, first I'll hunt a monster and kill it and then I'll capture it after the fact. So, except for the Elder Dragons which you can only kill, so I'll just be killing those off right. I am not looking forward to fighting Nerdy Dante. I hate that damn thing so much. That being said, back to the music. Alright, so, as I say before, Bedroth and Shoot, they both, you know, they have a love for Mega Man. And Bedroth has definitely, I think, expressed his love for the Snake Man stage theme. So, that's his third round pick. So the question is, what does the Messenger have? The messenger? Oddly enough, chose from a game that I just recently found out that even existed. Um... I haven't even played it, I just, <laughs> I believe I saw Angry Video Game Nerd do a review on this game. This is from the Incredible Crash Test Dummies, and the track is called NES Stereo OST 3 Cutscene Theme 1, and I will have the composer's information when we get back.
So that was the incredible crash test dummies. Let me get all this because this is a bit of a mouthful. NES Stereo OST 3. Cutscene Theme 1. The composer is Jeff Ballin. Now apparently this game was released on a lot of different systems. Uh, the Amiga, the Master System, the Mega Drive Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System, and the Game Gear. Now for those of you who don't know, um, just to kind of show my age once again, oh lord, like I just, I'm gonna be, I just turned 34. Do I have to be so old already? The Incredible Crash Test Dummies was a series of toys that were based off a series of commercials about seatbelt safety when I was like during the early 90s, early to mid 90s, okay? Uh, you can go look up the YouTube videos, they're actually quite hilarious. Um, eventually they spawned a toy line from this, which then spawned a TV series, or it wasn't really a TV series, I think the cartoon was all about like one episode. This was like the earliest of like CG basically in terms of like it, it was that horrible CG okay like you can look back and you look at shows like Beast Wars and to me Beast Wars still looks great even though it's dated as all hell it's still a great show uh, Crash Test Dummies was not one of them examples uh, th this is during a time in which a lot of different cartoons try to take advantage of the whole computer graphics backgrounds and stuff like that um, one good example is the real adventures of Johnny Quest I think that was more late 90s, early 2000s. Don't quote me on that. I'd have to look that up. Either way, uh, this track, Oz, wow, just leave it to the messenger to sneak a Fallen track in here. Granted, not Timothy Jesus Fallen, but Jeff Fallen, which I believe is Tim Fallen's brother. I know Ed and somebody else somewhere is like raising up pitchforks and torches like, how do you not know this? Again, I'm not very good with composers. I just play the music, people. I just play the music. Speaking of playing the music, we're going on to Mr. Nichols' third round track, which, surprisingly enough, Rob chose. Well, actually, not surprisingly enough. For anyone that knows Rob, everyone knows Rob is a fan of one particular... T well, he's a huge fan of one particular genre of video games, and that's fighting games. And there's one fighting game that Rob has raved about for years. It's Street Fighter. So this track is Karen's theme, and I believe it's an arrangement, so let me double check real quick. Let's see. Yeah, it's Karen's theme from Street Fighter V, and this is a Viola cover featuring the consoles. So please, enjoy.
Karen's theme from Street Fighter V, Viola Cover, by the Consoles. Now, the original composers are Masahiro Aoki, Hideyuki Fukasawa, Keiki Kobayashi, Taka Takatsugu Wakabayashi, and Zack Zinger. Now, we have played a lot of Street Fighter V tracks on this show, and you know, honestly, I'm not getting tired of it, okay? I mean, Giles theme alone was paid like three times, like, man. But yeah, Rob, he's a huge Street Fighter V fan. Um, he, as he states on his podcast a lot, Street Fighter V is the game that made him get back into the fighting game community, because he used to play various games from what he stated on the show. Um, SNK, uh, I think he played a lot of Street Fighter 4, but yeah, he really got back in Street Fighter 5 heavy, so I know I, as well as himself, I'm pretty sure, am looking forward to when the new fighters get released for 5, which is, this will be the last, um, the last DLC for 5, this will be the last pack, I think it's season 5, so I'm really interested in seeing what the game's gonna do from here on out. I really hope, because one of the last characters they're adding is Akira from Rival Schools, and then a mystery character which they haven't revealed yet. All I gotta say is, guys, Capcom, hear me out, okay? Can we just get a Rival Schools reboot, or a Darkstalkers reboot? Please, I'm begging you. Like, there's a lot of good properties that are just being sat upon by various developers, case in point. We could use a new Bloody Roar. Like I said, Rival Schools are Darkstalkers. I mean, we get, we get all the crossovers in the world for like Darkstalker characters, but no new game. And you got, come on now. In this day and age, give us a new Darkstalkers game. Come on, people. But yeah, so that was Rob's third round track. So here we are. Round around, people. Round four, the last round. Each gentleman has brought their best, their very best, to this round. So, Ross first track. Well, his track, obviously, first. His last track of the night. Comes from the game Shovel Knight. And this is Strike the Earth, Shovel Knight Arranged. And I believe this is the Flying Machine track. So... When I get back, I'll have all that correct information. So, here we go. Bedroff's last attack of the night. So, if you could imagine, you know, all three competitors are in the ring. They're stumbling about. They're a little woozy, and Bedroff's going for, like, maybe a lariat, because Texas Stan Hansen, for those wrestling fans out there, you know who Stan Hansen is, but he's going to go for a lariat with this track. Here we go. Oh, and before Bedroff lands this lariat, uh, Mr. Nichols, just so you know, I have not forgotten. Eventually, you and me will have to play Street Fighter V online. The gauntlet has been thrown. Good, sir.
So the full name of the track is, well, I just had it right here. Strike the Earth, Shovel Knight Arranged Soundtrack. This is the Flying Machine. All right, let me start over again. All right, this is the Flying Machine track from Strike the Earth, Shovel Knight Arranged Soundtrack by Manami Matsume. Uh, the other composer for Shovel Knight is Jake Kaufman. Here's the thing, I've played Shovel Knight, I really need to get a copy of it for myself, or, I mean, it's danger on everything, I just haven't gotten around to getting a copy for myself, um, I remember playing it on the PS4, or PS3, at a GameStop when I was living up in Buffalo, and I just instantly fell in love with it, I just, every time I get the scratch to, you know, buy it, I just, something else always crosses it, I'm like, oh wait, I can go buy this now, and I completely forget about it, so. This is Bedroth's last track. Um, I do believe Bedroth has um, gone on record on several occasions professing his love for Shovel Knight and the soundtrack. I mean, it's a great game. It's a great soundtrack. Um, I think I really want to play the PlayStation version, though, because I know there's a bunch of DLC for it for hidden boss battles. One of them is Kratos. The other one is the Battletoads. So, yeah. So that's his last track of the night. So... We have the runner, you know, here comes the champ with his, you know, he hits both knuckles and messenger with a clothesline. Boom, shovel up. Oh, he got the shovel. He's gonna hit him over the head. Oh, but, but wait, messenger. He's gonna counter with his last track, which is. Uh, I just had this up here. I feel like such a fool. It's called. Let's see, the messenger's last track is called. In the final DX from Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser's Jr.'s Journey original soundtrack. Yeah, the track's called In the Final DX, so we'll go ahead and play that. I'll have some information when we get back.
Okay, you were just listening to... In the final DX from the game Mario & Luigi Bowers Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey original soundtrack, which was composed by Yoko Shimomura. I've never played any of these games before. I know they're like, um... I think they're in the same vein as Super Mario RPG, or uh, like turn-based RPG games. I know they're wildly popular on the 3DS, well, on the Game Boy Advance and DS. Um, I don't know, I'll probably get around to playing them one of these days, but this is definitely, um, if I had to say, definitely a Messenger-esque track. So, you know, Messenger, you know, he, he comes out, you know, better off trying to hit him with the shovel, he rolls off the way, and, you know, hits him with like a quick elbow to the gut and he's trying to set him up for a sliced bread but wait here comes Mr. Nichols off the top rope with his last track of the night which is from the game Chrono Trigger or is it Chrono Cross I have to double check because I believe it's Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo let's see yes from the game Chrono Trigger this is Corridors of Time I believe this is an arranged version so let me go ahead and play that, and we'll get the information from there. So here comes Rob off the top rope with Quarters of Time!
That was the track Corridors of Time from the game Chrono Trigger, originally composed by Yasunori Mitsuda and Nobuo Uematsu. Uh, that was an arrangement done by a group called Moonbow Music. So, wow, just a really, really somber track. Like, Rob came off the top rope and gracefully hit them both with a missile drop kick. So now all three men are standing in a ring. So we're going to go ahead and send commentary back up to our special guest commentator, the commissioner, and Ryu Hayabusa. Wow, this has definitely been a hell of a bar burn of a match, Hayabusa. I can say so. Wait, wait, what's that? Looks like there's a... Oh, my God. Three Masked Sounds are just sent to the ring. And... Oh, my God. They just hit Rob Nichols over there with a steel chair. What's going on? These guys, you know, it's it's COVID season, and these guys should be wearing masks, because these are not the right kind of masks. They've got chairs. They've got bats. This is unbelievable. What is going on? Oh, my God. They, they got the messenger. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, they just got the messenger through the commentator's table. Messenger, get up, buddy. Come on. Oh, he's out. He's out. High booster. Oh, oh, no. They got Bedroth. Bedroth's putting up a value Bedroth. effort. Stay alive, man. Oh, no. oh, oh. They hit him in Oh, the baseball bat to the... Wait, now what are they doing? They're dragging him to the... They're putting him up on the turnbuckle. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not the superplex. He has a wife and kids, goddammit! I've never seen anything like this in my life. Unbelievable. Oh, my God! He's broken in half! Oh, looks like the three men... They're just standing over them. They're spray painting something. Oh, no. They have the VGM Fight Club Championship. Oh, wait. Here comes Kung Fu Carlito. Looks like he's coming. Oh, he just got super kick. Where'd this fourth guy come from? He's like a, well, like you, Miss Ayabusa, a ninja. Well, Kung Fu and Ninjutsu are a little bit different, but that was a nice, pretty sweet kick. A little bit of sweet chin music there. Oh, no. The, the dragon still steps over. Oh, no. Not his hands. He needs those to do martial arts. Oh, they just crushed his hands. They, these monsters, these animals. Oh, they're taking the VGM Fight Club Championship and they're spray painting something on this. But it it looks like a like a, a building, a symbol of some sort. Wait, I think I recognize that symbol. Isn't that the symbol of the VG Embassy? Hayabusa, do you know anything about this? Uh, I'll have to uh, go talk to Ed. He's the uh, prime VGM minister, but uh, I don't know anything about this. I don't think the prime minister would send such heathens to do his... Who are these madmen? Oh, man. Thank you, Hayabusa. You better get out of here before something happens to you. <laughs> Ninja, out. Holy shit, he just disappeared. <laughs> okay. Chip, Chip, you gonna lay there? Oh, man, he's just gonna lay there over... Oh, Thank you, people. Uh, that, that was Mr. Hayabusa. Uh, it's madness. Pandemonium. Security's finally showing up, and the assailants have disappeared. Uh, tune in next week to find out the end and who won the VGM Triple Threat Match. Again, I am the last Rican. Wu-Tang forever. Well, I definitely wasn't expecting that kind of an ending, but, you know, here we are. Um, that was definitely crazy. I mean, three men interrupted the you know triple threat match and then you know you had the fourth man saw in kung fu carlito as he came down to help his fellow competitors but you know hey now whoever becomes champion is in the hands of the people 
I want to give a special shout out to um, VG Embassy um, Ed over there as long as um, as well as you know Ryu Hayabusa for guest commentating with me I greatly appreciated that uh, also shout out to VGM a very good music podcast I mean very good music a VGM podcast um, Rhythm and Pixels um, the messenger presents a journey with uh, the messenger presents a VGM journey I'm sorry it's it's getting kind of late and I'm also in the middle of getting my kids ready for a bath and all that so it, it's been a few days uh, that being said I think everyone that participated uh, especially Rob uh, Bedroth and messenger for you know submitting tracks and participating uh, again you know we're at the end of the show just you know as you guys know you know the usual deal vote on the discord uh, you can reach me at VGM fight club at hotmail.com you can also reach us on Facebook at VGM Fight Club. We have a Discord as well. Uh, you can message me personally at Daryl Bowers on Facebook. On Twitter, it's a Gold Ram Superhero. Um, I also you can also check out my YouTube page, The Next Save Point. Um, outside of that, there's not much else I can say. I mean, oh, interesting story before I let you guys go. So I was reading something about the fact that apparently. People are stealing. You, you, Amazon drivers are stealing PS5s. Yeah, they're ordering like they're they're taking the packages, opening them up, putting other items in there, and then closing said packages, resealing said packages with the incorrect packing tape that Amazon normally does not use. All I have to say to this is this is shameful and ridiculous on all accounts. Like. Come on now, like, don't get me wrong. I've never been one to buy a game system online. But this just definitely, I feel bad for those who have no choice but to buy said system online because they probably don't have the time to go to a store and buy it themselves. But this is ridiculous, people. Like, I get it, it's the holiday season, but come on, man. Like, the year's almost over. People just want their stuff, okay? They pay their good, hard-earned cash for something. Only for a company in which they're supposed to have trust in to betray said trust, and not even the company itself, but the workers for the company. And then Amazon really isn't offering any solutions. Like, it's just, I, I think they're giving people a $5 gift voucher for their, but it's bad enough that people are already having issues with their PS5s when they do get them, but now you have people stealing them? Like, I just, this is sad. I'm sorry. That, it, that just saddens me as a gamer that we, as a, species just can't just some things are just there's no honor just it's the saddest thing that being said um i thank you all for joining me tonight once again i am the last Rican. this has been the vgm fight club pay-per-view survivor series have a good day and remember wu-tang forever <laughs>